listeners, welcome back to another episode of Recovery Daily Podcast. It's me, your host, Rachel Miller. I'm a grateful recovering alcoholic and stroke survivor. Today, I want to talk about the art of forgiveness. And I'm interested in talking about forgiving myself and forgiving others. So I'll probably go back and forth a little bit. I've done some stuff in my life that nobody else on this planet knows. I've done some stuff in my life that only one person on this planet knows. I've done stuff that disgusts me, that embarrass me, that anger me. So much stuff. Stuff that wasn't quote unquote me. You know, because I was drinking, but it was me, right? I, it was me. I just was, it was drunk me, but it was me. And it's not the me that I am today, right? It wasn't the me then that I am today. And Remember when I talked a few days ago about the why did you drink question and I was talking about how if somebody were to ask me that back, you know, when I was in college, I would say, oh, it's because I'm a college student and that's how much college students drink. And um, early on in my marriage, it was like, oh, I drink because I can, you know, because I'm young and fun and we're having keg parties and all kinds of stuff. And, and that answer to why did you drink changed so many times uh, over my lifetime. Well, the, so there were a bunch of uh, other answers <laughs> to that question of why did you drink? Um, stuff that I'm not going to talk about here, right, obviously. Um, but stuff that I didn't even want to face. And stuff that I, that would pile up, I think, on top of each other as just more reason to drink, you know? So when I stopped drinking, I had to face these feelings and I had to forgive myself for what I had done. Not just one thing I had done. Lots of things I had done. Um, I got sober when I was 46 years old. So that's a half a lifetime. No, not 46, 42. Yeah, I had the stroke when I was 46. 42 was when I got sober. Um, so that's a long time to be doing stuff you were going to regret. You know, stuff you're not proud of. And when... So when I stopped drinking, I had to face these feelings and I had to forgive myself. And this took more courage than I thought I had, obviously, or else I would have done it a long time ago. And when I got so, it took me getting sober, putting that down the drink to finally have those conversations with myself about why. Why did you do those things? You know, so that that question about why did you drink was replaced with why did you do those things? 
And there was an answer for me. Um, and I, I went to a th- therapist for like two years to get down to what that was, you know, to unpeel that onion and start revealing the answers to why did you do all those things? And so there's so many pieces of forgiveness, this idea of forgiveness. I almost didn't even want to put it in one episode, but I figured out a way that I could just kind of maybe abbreviate it. And of course, uh, if there's any certain parts of it that I feel like maybe I want to expand on, or if you all want to hear more about a specific area, um, just add a comment to the show notes or to the uh, show comments, and I'd be happy to expand on any of this stuff. So this is really an overview of um, what I've learned in my sobriety program about forgiveness. And I split it into these several pieces in order to explain what forgiveness feels like to me. So that's really what I want to talk about. What does forgiveness feel like to me? And um, so I have, I think I have seven pieces. Yes, seven pieces of what forgiveness feels like for me. Um, So number one, it feels like courage. Forgiveness is an act of bravery. This Somebody said that. Some well-known person said that, and I can't think of it right now, but they did. And um, it requires emotional fortitude to confront the pain that others have caused us. It's not easy, of course, to face the depth of your own hurt to acknowledge wounds that have grown over but never correctly healed and decide to let it go. And I see forgiveness as a conscious choice to step forward in your life and leave the pain right where you were standing. I always talk about this backpack, you know, that I'm carrying and I try to pick up the good things and put them in my backpack and I take out the bad things and drop them on the ground. So this is that same idea in my head, which is um, making that decision to like I'm like I'm going hiking and I'm on the path and I just reach into my backpack and I take the pain and I drop it right where I'm standing on the path. And then I zip up my backpack and take a step forward and keep going. Um, Deciding that no additional pain towards anyone is going to fix that wound that didn't heal. You know, uh, I think about it as if, um, if I were to break my arm and I have a really terrible doctor who tries to set my arm and they set it incorrectly and it heals in that way, my arm will always be misshapen. It, it will always not work right. 
And that's what I equate to pain. When somebody hurts me, if it never really healed the right way, I'm always going to be using the way that it healed, you know, going back to that experience. And that's what I'm going to make my decisions based on, based on something that is not healed. Um, so it's, you know, sometimes it's not something that I can control, right? I, all I can do is go to the doctor. I don't know if the doctor's a good doctor or not, but if he ends up not setting my arm right and not allowing it to heal correctly, then, then I have to navigate life with this arm that doesn't work properly. And to me, that's how if I'm leaving my healing up to somebody else and they don't do it right, they don't fix my wound correctly, then I've got to navigate my life with this broken part of me. So I'm going to talk about that a little more. So number one was feels like courage. Number two, forgiveness feels like a choice to me. I talk a lot about how my feelings are choices. I choose to be happy. I choose to be angry. Sometimes it doesn't feel like a choice. I get that. You know, it's not like I'm in total control of my feelings. Obviously, I'm not. You've heard me break down on this podcast. But forgiveness, my point is that it's not passive. It's an intentional choice. And it takes, it's taking charge of my emotional well-being. I'm not standing still, but I'm stepping I'm stepping forward and regaining control of my own narrative. I'm owning it. And forgiving is this proactive step towards healing myself. Nobody has to understand how I practice forgiveness. It's very similar in my mind to my concept of my higher power and how when I first started the sobriety program and I didn't even want to say the G word <laughs> because I was embarrassed and uh, just shameful and I didn't know what, I didn't have a relationship with God and I, and I was embarrassed to say the word. Um, and I had learned that over time. So what I learned in my program as I continued to form my own relationship with my higher power was that nobody, it's nobody's business what my relationship with my higher power is. If I want to call it God or I want to call it Ed, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it's nobody's business, right? And the way that I practice forgiveness just like the way that I practice meditation, the way that I practice anything, it's my own business. And it, it has developed inside me, the practice of forgiveness has developed inside me in a way 
that is healing for me. It works for me. And I've been practicing this for seven and a half years, forgiveness. <laughs> and it is hard work. It is work. It takes work. It's not like you just decide you're going to forgive somebody else or decide you're going to forgive yourself. It actually, for me, I had to talk about talk about it for two years in order to forgive myself and in order to forgive a lot of other people in my life. Um, but with that hard work, it developed into this process that, that I, I feel like I know well now. I know how to do it. Um, so number three is it starts and ends with me. Self-forgiveness is learning from my mistakes, my bad choices, no matter how terrible they were. I'm learning from them. And I'm not excusing or minimizing my own actions. What I'm doing is remembering that I'm human. There's a few people in my sobriety program that say, I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. And I love that saying. Self-forgiveness is reconciliation with myself. Avoiding self-forgiveness leads to, in my body, leads to anxiety, depression, and impacts my physical health. And I know that because I did it for a really, really long time. I did not forgive myself for anything. Um, I punished myself, in fact. And, but choosing to forgive myself started to alleviate guilt. And I was able to actually start growing. I was actually able to start shifting my perspective, looking at some of these things. But to get here, I had to acknowledge the why. And the answer for me of why did I do these things was fear. It always came back to fear for me. Fear of, you know, fill in the blank. That part varied what I was fearful of, but it was always fear. And when I was first going to my sobriety meetings, I heard that a lot. I heard about when we do step four and step five, which is where we write down all the people that have pissed us off. And then we start looking at um, what our role was in, in our relationship with these people. And it turned out for me in every single one of them, I, I mean, it was an obvious trend in my life that it was fear. That's why I was mad at these people. Because for me, a lot of times it was fear of abandonment. That was the main one. But I had a fear of a lot of other things. Um, and I, again, I, 
I always did quite the opposite of self-forgiveness. I actually believed that I deserved to suffer. And that was, that's what led to my periods of being very underweight. Um, I don't think that me being underweight right now has anything to do with punishing myself. I think I've just got a lot of <laughs> emotions and, and trying to handle this big recovery thing that I'm going through. But I know for those other times that I was overweight, it was me punishing myself and punishing myself for my gross behavior, knowing that when I don't eat, I feel terrible. You know, that might sound very odd, but that's that's what I did to myself. I had regrets, I had feelings of shame, and they spiraled into self-disgust. And I had to learn how to forgive myself. But I couldn't just do I had to put down my drink first. I had to be, I had to stop putting a band-aid over the wound and just open it up. And it was nasty. <laughs> it was nasty. And it wasn't until I changed my perspective on looking at myself and my behavior from the outside looking in rather than the inside looking out, that I started to find empathy for myself. And it began and ended the self-forgiveness with compassion for me. Reminding myself that I was deserving of a joyful life. I was deserving of living a life of honesty and and I love me. Um, and it took me a long time to say I love me. I think you guys, <laughs> I had a podcast episode where I actually like said that like the most confidently that I've ever said it, that I love me. I love me more than I ever have, you know, and that's so crazy. So number five is letting go of the past. So forgiveness for me, uh, it's, okay, so for, forgiveness usually happens between you and someone else, right? But don't let your healing depend on someone else's actions. It's your choice and yours alone to take a step forward while dropping that load out of your backpack. It's your job to recognize your worth, whether you're the forgiver or the forgivee, or both um, in, the, in the way of self-forgiveness. We are only in charge of our own lives, and we are only in charge of our own integrity, setting boundaries, and 
maintaining connections within our own ethical cult code and values. Forgiveness is releasing resentments in order to keep walking forward with that same integrity, boundaries, and connections. I talk about my values all the time. And so forgiveness is, if it's self-forgiveness, hey, you, this would, did not align with your values and it felt really icky. But it's okay, you're human. Uh, you know, if you owe somebody an apology, do it. If you don't, then drop that load out of your backpack and start stepping forward again because we're not going to stand still. We got to keep going. Keep going. Um, so releasing that resentment, but not forgetting or denying wrongdoing. Um, also drawing a boundary around how long you're going to let the effects of that wrongdoing cause reactions inside of you. And that's what I learned with my therapist um, in the first two years that I went to her. How long am I going to sit here with these resentments when actually the resentments are being caused not by the person and what they're continuing to do to me, but it's being caused by the reaction that I'm still holding on to from years and years ago that never healed. So number seven is the big book. Um, Alcoholics Anonymous big book tells me that resentments destroy more alcoholics than anything else. So genuine, authentic forgiveness is internal to me and it is essential for my healing. If I hold on to resentments, I might drink. If I drink, I might die. So I cannot afford to hold on to a resentment. I have to forgive. I have no other choice. If I don't do that, I could die. That is the reality of it. And as I navigate my recovery, I've discovered that forgiving myself and others is the foundation on which to re-architect the parts of me that I lost during the many, many years of my active drinking. So as I wrap up today's episode, this was a big one. I know I had a lot to say about this. Um, as we wrap up today's episode, I want to leave you with this thought. Forgiveness is letting go of the idea that we could have had a different past. And it's a liberating choice that allows me to embrace the present. And all I have is today. There's a gentleman that recently passed 
I guess it was last year that he passed in my sobriety program, and he always said, we only have today. If anybody asks, so we have to ask in the sobriety meeting every morning if anyone's celebrating any length of sobriety that they'd like to share so we can celebrate with them. And this gentleman used to say, we only have today. And it was such a great reminder. Um, Since he has passed, we all say it. Um, Somebody steps in and says it every day. And it's a beautiful reminder. I'm glad I have that reminder every single day um, because it's important to me that I just need to deal with what's right in front of me. And forgiveness is one of those major things that I have to deal with. Um, I can't let it grow. I can't, as soon as I, it knocks at my door, I have to open the door and I have to sit down with it and talk to it and figure out what we're going to do. Because uh, if I don't, um, it could be fatal. It could be a fatal decision of mine. So, Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Recovery Daily Podcast. Don't forget to click follow and come back tomorrow for more inspiring content on recovery. I will talk to you tomorrow.